Welcome back to Hit Refresh Podcast. So, today we have another amazing guest for you. And her name is Shweta Venkat Matthew. And who is she? What does she do? You already have a bit of an idea through our stories and everything. But we'll get into the details now. Shweta Venkat Matthew is a highly talented and accomplished Indian editor. Known for her exceptional work in the Hindi film industry. She has worked on several critically acclaimed and commercially successful films as well as short films and documentaries. Now, most of her work is behind the scenes, but you might know the movies that she's worked on. And they are so amazing. So you have iconic movies such as Gangs of Wasapur, Newton, Uchai, Bhosle, Girl in Yellow Boots, Hitchki, Rashmi Rocket and so many more. You also have some documentaries such as Superman of Malegao. Shweta has collaborated with some of the most legendary directors in the industry and her contributions to the art of film editing has been widely recognized and admired. She has won multiple awards such as the Swarovski Trophy for best cinematographer or editor for Superman of Malegao in the Asian Film Festival. She has also won awards in the Dada Saheb Phalke Film Festival, awards of the International Indian Film Academy and Filmfare Awards. Her work has earned her a reputation for being one of the best editors in the industry and she continues to inspire and influence new generation of filmmakers. We want to talk about editing today. Why editing? So editing sounds like the simplest part of a movie's production. It's like, huh, these have to take a bunch of clips together and cut them. And, you know, if there is a mistake, you just remove that. But it's far from the truth. That editing is probably the most important part of filmmaking. And I feel it is severely underrated. Because, uh, complete honesty, I I didn't realize the importance of editing till I have, you know, watched a lot of movies. And it determines how the movie is perceived like a script writer writes a script director directs it but the editor is someone who has such a major part which you as or uh, we as a viewer of the movie we don't really realize how important that is but that's what we want to talk about today it is seems like a very underrated thing it's really not (laughs) but we want to talk about such an experienced person we have with us today so firstly thank you for coming on and thank you for giving your time to us (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah. Editing is a very, you know, like, as I said, it's underrated and all that. But before we get into that part, I have a very, like, it's also a personal question that I had. So when you were back in FTII, so Shweta Venkat in FTII or in like college days or something, did you ever think that some movie that you've worked on or some collaboration that you have had seemed a bit too far-fetched for at that time? Like when I, me being in FTI, I would never yeah. have thought. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love this question because I, uh, of all the people I've worked with um, over so many years, I never thought that, I mean, first of all, I never thought I would be in films or have anything to do with films. And secondly, I never thought I would ever end up being in the same room and working with uh, Surah Bajatya. That was a big, big uh, thing for me. I mean, yeah. it sounds, um, I'm, it's just that we've grown up watching his his films and you whether you like them or not like them, the way you react, I mean, that's immaterial. But for me, I don't think I would have ever imagined. For me, it was unreal. Yeah. 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 So, like, while I was researching about for this episode, so I've heard you talk about when you were, like, uh, growing up, your favorite movies were, like, rom-coms and, you know, those kind of movies. But then... Uh, what you have worked on which even though like you know Gangs of Wasipur, Newton, Bhosle they have like you know Gangs of Wasipur, Newton have a subtle comedy tone to it but they are like such uh, 
poignant like cinema and like with such deep uh, meanings so there is like a drastic change between your personal taste and like some films that you worked on so how do you differentiate between that because you personally like something else but you're working on something that is completely different so it's like uh, see it's not like i personally like something else i enjoy watching a certain kind of films uh but having said that yeah even i don't have an answer to this question because uh when i work on films like say bosley and newton and all which require uh see the process is the same but it requires a little bit more in terms of thinking and it weighs heavily on you so you're forced to kind of uh probably stretch yourself even um, you know um your your state of being everything you 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 putting everything in it um it it just happens yeah it's just like you know i feel i'm i'm i find those it just comes to me you know those kind of films newton or bosley was very difficult mm-hmm. but uh, for me i i i just slip into it it's just uh, it's like another role you know but yes i mean i wanted to start off with all the kind of the films that i grew up with you know the i basically grew up with a diet of uh, shahrukh khan films and you know we all in the 90s only had that we didn't know not know any better yeah it's only at it was in late 90s that we were made to you know be aware of these indie films and slightly out of the box filmmakers and all that but still we were not very you know exposed to that so i would say it it's just like slipping into a role and kind of doing what's needed for the story yeah so yeah you said like you need to do what is you know required for the story so one of the things that comes up is as a direct as a script writer i write a script for something that was in my mind that the story will be xyz then as a director yeah. when i'm directing it i have my uh, as a director i will have my own perspective from of the story and i will add a bit like inputs to it and then as a editor you have the power to then again make a few subtle changes to the story so mm-hmm. i want to ask that the definition of the story or like at least the perspective it changes in all stages a bit here and there so how do you deal with that and how do you work on something while you know catering to the ideas or the methods of all of the people involved in the process so i think before starting on any film it is very important for everybody involved to understand that you know we all have to come on the same page and our perspective has to be similar we cannot go haywire with you know like you if you've written something i can't interpret completely something totally different i can add to that and i can probably try and figure out a way of um, uh, you know enhancing that or maybe kind of you know giving feedback but the perspective and the voice of the film remains the same i uh, it it has to be similar we cannot be completely out of sync with each other so um so when you write a story or somebody writes a story you know and the director has has obviously collaborated with the writer or mm-hmm. they have decided to take it forward it is very important i in my experience uh, for uh, the, the the team to have a narration not giving the script but giving the script is another like i read the script but i have interpreted it in many ways but for me it's very important that the director gives me a narration so that i know that this is how he is pitching his 
story right and this is how he's seeing it so that helps me come like in line with his vision and the scriptwriter's vision so if that is sorted out in the beginning no then there's no scope for too much confusion to come uh when we start work so yeah okay one of the things that i've already i guess told you that uchai recently my recent favorite bollywood movie is uchai and one of the things like with the editing perspective is that uh they say that a good editing is something that you don't notice like you enjoy the film and you don't even notice yeah. anything or something so i uh, like a thoroughly a movie enjoyer than a more of not more of an enjoyer than an analyzer but i have recently been a bit more into like the analyzing and trying to understand how it happened because it is intriguing but at the same time like for example i saw bohemian rhapsody the movie and when i saw it i loved it but then i saw like an mm-hmm. analysis video of it and how the editing is somehow like you know the this the cut slack motivation or like the pacing is wrong and now then i when i rewatch it i realize oh my gosh this is actually true that is really you know a small thing that is annoying me per se so as mm-hmm. a editor yourself how do you differentiate between like good editing and bad editing i don't think there's good editing bad editing i just feel as a good film a bad film a good film and a film that could have been you know i can't call mm-hmm. it a bad film but you know you see a film and you feel okay this could have been um different this could have been something more mm-hmm. you know so um it is very difficult to understand what is bad editing i mean if you don't know the uh, if you watch a film and uh, unless and until you know what the footage was mm-hmm. right i don't think you anybody is qualified to call it a bad edit edit mm. like if as a viewer if i say oh this is so badly edited but did i do i know the the truth behind the footage do, do i know did the editor have options to cut i don't know that information mm. so it's very wrong of me to judge mm. it is i think i think uh, and people a lot of people confuse the length of the film as a bad edit, edit mm. you know which is it which is the most ridiculous thing anybody do if a, if a film is long that means badly edited mm-hmm. i mean that that is just you know that's that's silly mm-hmm. so um not bad edit and good edit i think a film that could have been better or mm-hmm. you know a good film that's it it's it's a film that yeah. speaks to you not the edit you know so i think yeah it's not okay. easy to judge bad and good listen until you know the footage yeah we yeah. it's like oh shit this could have been done in so many ways uh, but i don't know what the options presented to the editor was you know mm. so yeah it's that's a, yeah not fair to judge no that definitely makes sense because like as i said like i started as a movie enjoyer so like for me like my childhood was more of like dhamal kind of movies where it's like you purely just go for entertainment then now that i watch movies i try to like analyze it i try to understand like how the process is and as you Correct. said I don't really know what that clip was shot and how the editor had to deal with that scene and I don't know if he had enough content or whatever the reason is for that and that's definitely makes sense and I uh, didn't think that way as well and I pretty sure many people I, don't because there was this and there was this uh, somebody on Instagram I generally don't reply um, but there was one guy who had tagged me on a story and had said that you know uh why is that the length of uncha is so long and he had he asked many questions which i felt the need to reach out and reply to him i said mm-hmm. it's not you know because 
that I, I it's because it's a lot of things which come together. Mm. So just by that it's a bad edit, I mean, I would request you to at least, you know, reach out and ask why, yeah. what, yeah. you know, not everybody does it, even yeah. critics, you know, they're very, very harsh, but it's okay. I mean, I think we've now learned to take that as a part of life so yeah no definitely that's why they say that you shouldn't be judgmental you should be curious and you should like ask before you even like say something and, i will uh, use that now i'm going to use it <laughs> <somewhere. laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean absolutely enjoyed which i this is like a fanboy moment for me but i will try to be very somebody somebody asked me on my insta story which i which you had posted i reposted uh-huh. and uh, somebody asked me, uh, this is the first time, uh, how come uh, uh, Unchai is being mentioned before Vasipur? <laughs> so I told him, yes. you moderating thing, this has really liked Unchai. So he, he replied saying, I love such people. Where are they? I'm like, yeah, they <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Like, I, for, that was like completely for... It's a biased thing. It's a very biased thing, I have to admit. But oh, okay. I mean, I'm very happy yeah. to see. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. So that's also like, uh, me and my friends were talking and we were like, we generally just sit down and we talk about movies a lot. And we were talking about like, Gangs of Asapur, even Newton, definitely a brilliant, brilliant movie. Apart from the, especially the cast, I am a very actor-oriented movie watcher. So for me, cast is a very, uh, you know, attraction for, for me. Exactly. So I have an interesting question, which I know the answer because you've answered this before, but I want to see if it changed because which I, same answer. A, <laughs> I hope I say the same answer. I don't know. That should be. I want to see that. So my question <laughs> is like, who's your favorite actor to edit? And you have answered this before. I want you to answer it yes. again to see. Yes. If yes. Um, no, no. I remember my answer and I still stand by it. But you know, uh, at that time, the question was thrown to me, so I wasn't prepared. And after that session ended, I gave it a thought. Um, definitely, Hussein is a very good actor. Very, um, he, He's not been discovered much. Mm. But I would also add um, uh, two more people to it. That's uh, mm. Rajkumar Rao and uh, Manoj Bajpai for sure. Yeah. Especially Rajkumar Rao, because he's just amazing. He's mm. He adapts. You know, and um, and you react to whatever he does on screen. You know, and I know that every film of Rajkumar Rao I've loved. I loved his performance, and I've always made it a point to tell him that. So he is yeah. a delight. Mm. I still stand by Sen Dalal because I think at that time I was I was doing something, and it just came to me instinctively. He's yeah. also a very good actor, apart from being a screenwriter. Yeah. And Manoj and Bajpai and me have this uh, strange. Uh, connection and because you know we've just done so many films though we have not really met each other too much mm-hmm. but um, it's just that you know on-screen uh, actor editor connection that I have with him yeah. because you know and I know I kind of know and predict what he's going to do which is amazing because I've done wow. some work lot of work with him you know it's yeah. it's nice because you're interacting with the actor the actor doesn't know but the editor yeah. is interacting with the actor so the actor doesn't know nobody knows yeah you know? so that it's quite an and he's yeah. amazing yeah that's very interesting and for the audience who are thinking which it's Bhosle, Gangs of Whisper 1 and 2 so at least these three films just watch them highly highly recommended and but, uh, Thunder and Thunder, Thunder was a short film sorry which yeah, yeah. yeah 
and i also found another <laughs> like three minute short film which again has like rajkumar rao in it it's called like bombay uh, secularism to communal uh-huh. in like three minutes and that was it's such a brilliant three minutes and it's such a brilliant story it's oh my gosh yes. i love the i love rajkumar rao as well because of the in like newton the curly hair apparently was his idea so yeah yeah the curly hair the blink, the blink that he keeps doing that yeah. was his idea Uh, yeah his yeah. beautiful so i if we have so much to talk about i will try to like take you one by one and not bore you <laughs> so coming to like one of like an important question that i want to ask you as well and because uh, so for the audience just a bit of a you know introduction is that ma'am you have said that you weren't too sure about like your career at first and film editing just happened so one of the questions this is like a two parter so i'll break it down so first question that i have is like at what point did you feel a shift where you were like okay i love editing and i love what i'm doing now and this is exactly what i want to do so when did that happen do you remember it oh my god that was very late in life that was uh, like i uh, i had joined i had uh, applied for fti and i had just kind of zeroed in on editing but i think um, uh, till i almost finished in my third year of uh, final year of uh, fti is when after having tried different things including color grading including production including being in ad being everything uh, i wanted work so i started working in the studio called usl so i think very towards the fag end of my fti life i realized that i actually enjoy it you know and i'm i'm not bad at it you know i'm pretty okay this is maybe will earn me a living but slowly slowly i started enjoying what i was doing so yeah i was running away from it but it i landed i think well <laughs> that's oh, definitely this is absolutely no no you can't ask career advice for me because i i it just it it just happened it just you know i i did not know what i wanted to do for a very long time okay Okay, yeah. so then I guess that cancels my second question after what you just said. And the reason I say that is because I wanted to like at least from the mentality point of view, because like as we all like Indian education system is very cut to cut. It's like okay, you have engineering, you have medical, you have this. Abi, if you don't do this, then you are like uh, okay, beta. Like then you have to like do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. something like this is what will make you a living. So let's stick to this. Then after that, if you want to do something, then you can do. It. It is, this is usually what we have. Yeah. So what one of the important, like at least I thought this should be talked about is that if not uh, like how, but like at least from the mental uh, preparation point of view and what you have gone through, how would you, mm-hmm. what advice would you give people who don't know what career to choose? And they are at a stage where they are trying to figure out but they don't know yet because either they're too young or they are too much external. Yeah, no, no. I totally get your question. And like when you talk about the Indian education system and honestly, I'm living this uh, through my kids right now because they are also now getting there slowly. They'll have to decide, you know, soon what they want, where to go. And nowadays we have to start very early on, you know, you have to decide mm. what you want to do. It's very unfair. Mm. Um, see, ideally, if if it's if you could have something mm. which uh, one foot like in a way that you could have something where will allow you to sustain which is very important you know mm. it's it's a very ideal romantic world where you say okay i will give away one two years of my life and see whether this works for me it, it not everybody can do that you know it's it's not practical but somehow uh, if you can 
whatever you're doing, like if you're doing say engineering or if you're getting MBA, you know, whatever, if, if that's the route you've taken, keep that somehow. And, you know, just kind of find a way to, you know, because I think the, 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 um, what do you call it? the years of uh, doing one thing, a unidimensional mind that is over now. I think people yeah. are doing multiple things to kind of, you know, that's how they're making their portfolio. They're dabbling in many things. And so that world has opened up. And if you can find a way to kind of like say between your summer jobs, right? It's so between your summer break, intern with mm-hmm. somebody or do something, you know, to kind of get a perspective to see yeah. whether you want to do that or not, if you're interested. It could be like if like if you're doing engineering, but you are interest, interested not, not only in filmmaking, but if you're interested in say law or something else, you find a way to, it, it's called something nowadays, right? It's called career shadowing or something it's called because, you know, okay. you shadow, it's, you shadow the, 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 the professional and kind of uh, for about a couple of months to see what he or she does, the area of your interest. And then you see whether that's what you want to do. And yeah. then you find a way to that so i think this career shadowing thing is a very interesting concept which kids nowadays are doing it and but don't let go as far as possible don't let go of your main you know you have a primary um, path and this is your secondary path i would say uh, at some point when you are comfortable and confident then you make a switch yeah by then you would know see it's yeah. very theoretically easy for me to say but uh, now even uh, compared to 20 years ago now things are very accessible like when you're doing this podcast you sure i'm sure you're going to edit it you'll find a way to do something you know you can do it out of you know wherever you are earlier we had to be at the place of our work now you can people are editing from homes people are you know recording making music doing all sorts of things you know so stuff like that you can you can keep one foot here and then you know yeah at least make sure you find something to sustain i don't know if i'm making sense oh no definitely it's very well yeah, even when I tell, uh, yeah, even like uh, we had a lot of engineering students who were in FTI who had, after five years of engineering, they've come to FTI, you know, but they could yeah. do it, they could afford it. But I, I also know that there were many other people who, the, the, who, there was a guy who worked in a post office, right? Mm-hmm. He had a job, he still came to FTI, he had taken a long break, leave from there, and he would study and go back. So he would never, those guys who never like, you know, completely, there were guys who never left what they did completely mm-hmm. because they couldn't afford to. Yeah, so sustenance is important. And this is like, try and see, because also people realize that, you know, okay, filmmaking is a thing. When they come in, they realize, okay, maybe editing is not what they want to do production, or maybe they want to do VFX, not, or maybe they want to do sound, you know, so, so many yeah. things which you can. No, absolutely, absolutely. And we like, we ourselves and I have talked about this in like a previous episode, like very recently as well, because I myself have like started, like I started interning from like second year because F engineering, because that's when I realized that, okay, I have to do something and show about my future. And that's exactly, I completely understand and relate with what you have just said. So that is amazing. And one thing, uh, so one thing that I wanted to ask is that when you're editing and uh, at least a shot, let's say a scene, how do you know when to leave the shot alone after your editing? So like they say that, you know, the best of the painter is great because he knows when to drop the brush. So I mm-hmm. like, when do you know, when do you, when should I cut here? And if I should prolong and how do you, how does, what is, what goes into your mind? 
So it's not it's not like a big thought process that's going on. It's like when you're editing, when you're looking at a shot, uh, it's like how you react to it. You you see, I'm talking to you, right? And when do I know what to stop? I know that okay, the point has been made, right? It's done, mm -hmm. and now I'll stop, and then you take on. When do you know you have to take take over, right? When you see me, so you are reacting to me. So yeah. similarly, when I see a shot in front of me, I'm reacting to what's happening there. And once I have taken whatever I want from it, instinctively I stop. It's almost like I'm talking to the the things that's happening yeah. on screen. I stop, and I know the next thing has to come in. So mm -hmm. it's just it's just observation, and it's a reaction to what I'm uh, watching. And so I think yeah. So I also have a, like a bit of a I guess it's connected to this question as well, where uh, you get a lot of footage and you have like hours and hours of footage and you have to cut it down and chop it off. It's like basically like I guess someone said that it's like a, you get a hump of clay and you need to make a, a sculpture mm. out of it. So have you ever thought that okay this scene is actually where you know so for example Manoj Vajpayee is like you know he's he's shot from this angle and he's shot from like you know the this level of height and all of that. Uh, have you ever thought, okay, I could have actually shot that a bit better and then I could have proved the point a bit better and, you know, even though, like, perhaps you cannot because that's like a director is done and it's, you know, production is over. But have you ever thought of that and, you know, you think that, yeah, I could have done better. I could have, you know, added this much to that scene and made it like that. Uh, you mean the shooting-wise? Yes. Um, or, yeah, I, that it's not, like, better, huh. but there are some people who who I feel what a lost opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you could have done this, you know, yeah. really. It's yeah. I I don't I don't say I could have done it better because mm -hmm. see again, I'm sitting in one place and you know saying that okay, this should have been that, but we don't know the mm -hmm. what the pressures directors face and you know yeah. what production constraints they face. So it's not again I but yes, there are some absolutely um, ridiculous um, uh, what do you call uh, it's just like you feel like, you know, it really, I mean, you it's a lost opportunity. You could have yeah. just done this in another way. I don't yeah. say I could have done this because yeah, I have yeah. no intention to direct, but I, yeah, yeah, that happens many times, you know, yeah. and then when nobody's present, I tell my team, what is going on? Why didn't they do this? It's just, yeah. it's there, you know, yeah. you just have to, and then, then I move on. Then I realize, okay, one hand gone, you're here because you, you're there to fix such things, you know, you're yeah. not there to give a comment but yeah, yeah it does yeah. happen okay. but i think more or less i react i react to actors i hate actors who are not doing their job it's very difficult yeah. i don't know actors who think they're very good actors but they are not so you know <laughs> more most often i think it's not the way that it's being shot it's it's the way yeah. it's being performed that i kind of start mm -hmm. reacting back to <laughs> no, i understand no but that's very interesting so like then okay so in the same similar lines which film that you think uh had great potential but for some whoever edited like this could be like throughout time that you think yeah i could have edited a bit better and then the movie would have been a bit better have you ever thought of any film if you don't want to name it you can choose not to and we can no, move no, i'm thinking what uh, i could have done it better no okay but no, I don't think I want to answer it because. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> completely fair. Or, okay, then I can flip the question. I, mean, I can be like, uh, what yeah, do you okay. think uh, is like one of your favorite movies with respect to editing? So, this is, I guess, a bit safer question. <laughs> yeah, recently. Recently or any any film? 
your wish i it can be recent also you can give past also that Oh, yeah i keep thinking but nothing comes to my mind it's just uh-huh. like again who's work did i like recently i'm thinking hmm. uh, i'm sorry i'm taking too much time i don't know probably not uh, uh i i don't know, know the name of the editor i'm sorry but i really yeah. think um uh, there's a movie called worst person in the world yeah. i don't know if you've yeah. seen it yes this beautiful movie yeah so i think that was edited very yes yeah, a very beautiful movie i think it was edited yeah. very 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 organically i uh, 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 i think joji was brilliantly cut okay and, okay you know, joji is i wish yeah i think that is one film i wish i i, I wish not that i could have done better i wish i wish i could i also could have done it i mean we of the editor i think I'm forgetting his name. Some Saradevan he is. I'm so sorry, yeah. but I think uh, I'm very envious of um, his work. I'm forgetting Under. his name. Yeah. But yeah, Joji, I think was a very well cut movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Ah, so... no, no, no. Let me answer your previous question. Okay, ah. can I? Yes, yes, sure. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Recently, it happened. I saw this film called Jai Jai Jai. It's a Malayalam film. Okay. And I said, okay, now this needed sharper scissors <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so okay, that yeah. is yeah. I, it happened three days back. I saw it, okay. and because I'd heard so much about it, and again I was like, I said, this really needed like really sharp scissors now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. So yeah. So the next topic that I want to talk about actually comes from a person who has interviewed you before. I will give him a small shout out because he is my very close friend and he is from VIT Film Society. Uh-huh. If you remember, you have talked to Sarthak Dubey. Yeah, yeah. And he is right yes. now jumping. If you listen to this, he is jumping <laughs> because we have had a conversation before this meeting also, and he said, "Yar, ma'am, yad rakhi ki yar, ma'am." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So this is beautiful. Anyways, coming to the topic is that. as a guitarist i can practice guitar i can watch a movie and i can practice the exercises and all but as a like you know whatever professional like cooking i can like cut and you know like a cook and i can practice but as an editor and as a student editor let's just say that especially because we don't have that much uh, resources either so what how can i practice is what the question is and how can i improve my craft and how can i understand where am i lacking and where can i improve and all that hmm. um see uh, again like you said you only uh, keep practicing practicing you know so you just you need footage to keep cutting keep editing keep you know um that's the only way and watch films but uh, also i would add that um, you know apart from doing all this like i said editing also primarily a reaction more of editing most of editing is primarily a reaction to things around you so never fail to um, observe things around you i think observation is very important because when you observe like how people react around you when you observe things around you situations right you bring that aspect of life into editing so never stop uh observing you know and um, i have a big problem with people nowadays because my own team sometimes is on the phone all the time they don't even look around so they have not caught nuances of you know uh, uh actors or situations which is very important when you are you know you doing anything in life mm-hmm. so um i would say of course keep on working with any kind of footage if it's a home video if it's a reel you're making it's all editing so you keep mm-hmm. on working and you know um and if you 
not that what you lack but maybe when you um uh, like uh, show stuff to people for feedback you know and that that helps you kind of understand you know what is required for that particular story that you want to say so i said yeah practice is very important for anything yeah. and uh, in improving his craft i guess uh, like in our craft that uh, you need to like get inspiration from somewhere and like how do you know what's wrong and right and how do you differentiate that yourself as especially because right you know. so okay. there is no right and wrong there's no right and wrong it's what works best for the story story okay you know so it is not it is not that oh i did a wrong cut no there's nothing wrong you feel if it's it's like you know it's you do what's best required for the story um yes you can derive inspirations from watching films other films and you know oh wow you know this is what technique is used mm. oh he got the sound in later he held on for a bit longer than i would mm. have probably you know stuff like that yeah analyze and uh, maybe you kind of keep it in your mind but again you know situations are very different Yeah. like you know that that might not work in the film you're working at the moment like yeah. what i did in posley will not work in a noon chai yeah. you know and vice versa so yeah. so for every situation you have to just kind of mold yourself you know approach yeah. it hey 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 so let's take a break <laughs> the reason i say that is cuz firstly i hope you're enjoying the episode so far but because i've said that okay we want to i want to get you guys into the episode and you know get the whole feeling uh the sad part is you might realize a f- energy shift between the earlier part of the episode and from now on and the only reason is cuz in the real life uh, we don't have everything like too smooth and we had to shoot this episode in the span of two days and it is delightful and the conversation gets better and better and we have a lot of fun that doesn't change but the only thing that changes is that as i said you might see a bit of a difference and that's the reason so just filling you in the gaps you might be thinking what happened did their mics go wrong no they didn't just real life man but carry on i hope you are enjoying the episode one thing i wanted to ask is i feel very interesting is that working in documentaries versus which are like a bit of a low budget documentaries that compared to like something like uchai which is a bit more mainstream and something so what is the highlight and low light of like working on something like superman of malegao versus uchai for example so um um like for, with respect to documentaries and fiction you know uh documentaries are far you ask anybody documentaries are far more uh, challenging because there is no story of course there is like an underlying theme or like an issue that we want to portray but from that you you have so many other stories that you know that uh, germinate from the main story you know so uh, and one has to do justice to all the stories without losing sight of the main main uh, issue at yeah. hand so um documentaries are far more challenging because you can't you can't mess around with the reality of it too much mm. in uh, in a film there is a story there is a story which is there but if i feel like you know i i don't need a particular perspective or a character or something i can somehow you know edit in a way where i don't i i i can let go of a few things without harming yeah. the what do you call the narrative but in a documentary i can can't take so many creative liberties because one has to stay true because these are real people yeah real issues so one has to stay true to their story and you know one has to present it in a very 
unbiased way. It's very that's another thing one needs to do is like, you know, has to be very unbiased while editing a documentary. It has to be presented mm-hmm. the voice of the uh, the the filmmaker and the the person that you're talking about. In some cases, it's a person that you're talking about. It has to be very unbiased. I should not bring my personal, uh, you know, uh, what do you call, malice uh, uh, or favoritism or whatever it is. I should, I should mm-hmm. not. I should be very neutral while I'm presenting a documentary. Yeah. Whereas with a film, I have more leeway to kind of, you know, play with the character, tweak a character. Some performances are not, you know, the, the dynamics between characters can really be tweaked in a fictional yeah. narrative. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So- have you ever had an instance where you subconsciously were like you know taking uh, a bit of a bias towards a character in a movie but then someone had to like remind you that okay no like i can kind of sense it in a way and then you had to okay yeah, then change it, it again to me no no it happened to me very subconsciously because there was a film i was editing and um, and you know i everything was okay the edit was correct the, the the cuts were okay it it was but there was something still missing and then there um, i think the producer came and told me you know don't you like the main uh, lead the heroine so to speak don't you like her too much do you have problem with her i said no i mean not really then he made me aware that you know um, you know i'm always being biased towards the better actor in frame i'm biased towards the hero who is far less uh, what do you call annoying than she was on screen mm-hmm. yeah. um, so subconsciously that was affecting me and my cuts would always land on the guy whereas it was oh, a girl's story you know and, and and so he made me aware and i i went back and i realized that okay you know i think i'm i am allowing my it's not that i had a problem with anyone but it's just mm-hmm. that you know you like some people more you don't and subconsciously that was reflecting in my work and my cuts so i had okay. to step back and you know redo things because then i realized this is you don't you don't realize when that's happening to you mm. it shows in a lot of small, small ways you know and that made a huge difference to the edit because and then i started paying more attention to my my reactions towards these characters you know so yeah, yeah. it has happened and it has after that i've been more careful to to yeah. uh, judge <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very interesting yeah. but especially cuz it's subconscious so like you don't realize it while it's happening and then later someone points around then you realize okay 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 in reality yeah. also found the person a little annoying i realized that then later <laughs> <laughs> okay so now do you have like a cleansing of something before you take a project where you're like okay but still i have to focus on this or something do you have like a process before taking up a project um not cleansing so, so to speak i take a lot of breaks and all that but for me it's more like i consciously try and gauge like you know who scene is going on but who scene is it you know it could be either the guy or the girl or somebody totally different so it is very important to recognize that and be true to that situation there mm-hmm. so yeah okay so we've talked about like practicing editing for like editors so for someone who is wants to get into the field or who wants to progress in the field uh, considering um, we are talking with respect to students what advice do you have for them like it could be in general or it could be technical it could be anything that you have in mind at the moment i don't want to list like a top 3 or something but it's just like top advices that shweta venkatmath you can give for the students of everywhere india 
let it be. <laughs> I mean, you mean what editing students or any student? I guess uh, I guess I'll take the liberty to say that students who want to go get into editing, uh, and also editing students. No, see, it's it's more like I said. I mean earlier that uh, one shouldn't stop observing. For me, that's very important. You know, one shouldn't lose sense of um, things around you. The sense, keep observing people, keep observing situations, and you know. And um, like, for example, even if like you are in a classroom, you know, things that go around in a classroom, if you're a filmmaker, if you want to be a filmmaker, you need to be able to recreate that, you know, be sensitive to human emotions, be receptive. These are things which are very important because, you know, these are things which are going to kind of reflect in your work, right? Um, I can't keep saying that, okay, practice, get hold of things. I mean, keep doing, keep whatever you're doing, you know, just, just make sure that you, you're aware of things around you. You are um, of the time and space that you're in and uh, people, I mean, being, being like, you know, receptive to people, observing them. It's very important because these are nuances and things and, you know, characteristics that you will, even if you're directing a film or if you are kind of, you know, writing a script or writing a story, you're going to bring all these elements at some point. If you're being an editor also, um, you're going to remember, okay, this is what like, you know, I used to do in my childhood. I used to listen to this or I used to, my mom used to react this way or my aunt used to be, you know. So these things kind of play in your mind and you kind of, that that everything kind of overall adds to your inherent rhythm, which you're going to bring about in your uh, work be it filmmaking, be it anything I feel. So mm-hmm. be aware, don't stop observing life around you. And uh, and of course, you know, uh, just keep making films. If you want to be a filmmaker, an editor, yeah. whatever, just keep shooting, keep making, keep, you know, writing if you can. Writing, I find, is the toughest thing to do. So, you know, if you have an idea, immediately just jot it down somewhere and, you know, keep making films. It's not very difficult to do that nowadays. At least, to, you know, try, a, try and get a yeah. hand I think, and of course, I mean, if you're a film buff, you keep watching film. Yeah. That's definitely there. That helps. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. So yeah, firstly, yeah, no thank problem. you so much for joining us today. And thank you for being here. And thank you for, you know, going, talking about all of these things, because it's very interesting and getting your, your perspective is very valuable to us. So coming to like a new segment that we have, uh, we try to get the audience in on our uh, interviews and like episodes and they, we try to like get their contribution as well. So I'll, we'll do like a rapid fire kind of thing and I'll get their questions here and you can like uh, answer them as you feel right. So the first question that we have is by Sudhir Mohan and he asks if, you were to start your career again, what tips would you give to yourself? Oh, God. If I were to start my career again, I would uh, have probably paid attention to watching more films and watching them more seriously. When, uh, yeah, because when I was the institute, it was, I was very young, very, very young. So I, I did not realize the enormity of, you know, the place that I was in. So I wish I could have approached watching films a bit more seriously than, you know, I did. That happened okay. pretty much later. Yeah. 
that's very interesting uh so the second question that we have is from tanya ninan and she asks what are some good qualities of an editor uh, um loving things around you patience uh, and uh, perseverance are very important that's very interesting that and yeah no definitely because <laughs> as we i guess discussed as well that you have so much footage you have to go through so you need patience and like you have to keep you know making yeah. chipping through it one by one yeah so next up is right. avi madivada if uh, i'm pronouncing that wrong i'm so sorry but uh, so he asks how do you deal with continuity when you have multiple angles i guess he says it for the same scene so how do you tackle the issue with continuity ah uh, so whoever knows me knows very well that i am very blind when it comes to continuity i just don't look at continuity at all uh, unless and until it's so glaring so the joke in the edit room is that if i have uh, i have uh, spotted a continuity mistake that means it's really bad but <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> so uh, i i do not really pay much attention to continuity i don't give it much of an importance it is the emotion that that is to hold so emotion uh is greater than continuity in a given day so i let that okay. hamper my if if it works i don't care about it okay okay that's interesting so next we have is ayushi notial and she is asked how to start working as, as a film editor and assistant editor and how do we like get into the scene um so one approach like do the thing about approaching uh, uh, um editors and see uh, it to start as an assistant it's better to be an intern and kind of observe and uh, watch how uh, a project uh, ha- works from start to finish so uh, mm-hmm. the thing with um, uh, working and assisting and all that is like you know it's better to first observe and for that you need to have patience do not be in a hurry to become an assistant and associate you know because it's very difficult people don't have the patience to indulge and to um, uh, teach you so i yeah. would say the good thing is to first being an intern be be in a room where you can observe people working as a unit as a team because that that information that process is very invaluable for you to become an assistant and an associate hmm. thereafter and an editor having said okay. that i think uh, one one easily access um, uh, softwares and start doing stuff on their own you know in, in within their own homes or whatever in the hostel rooms you can keep playing with software but hmm. um, just watching and observing an a project if you have time in between like you know if you want to do an internship for a couple of months watch uh, an editor at work so all these things will be very very helpful for you to you know at least take the first step towards ed- editing yeah and i guess after that step someone can uh, try facebook messaging people and that might lead to like getting a very big film thank you yes oh god that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> would you like to talk about it i guess the audience has no context of what this happened <laughs> so no i was working in advertising for about uh, close to 7 8 years and i was cutting ads um like about five ads a day and you know it was mm-hmm. just oh wow joy what i did. yeah i was i was doing a lot of advertising 
I really enjoyed what I did. I never thought I would ever leave advertising. I've not left it, but I never thought I will ever, you know, switch on to movies because I really had such mm. an amazing time with ads. But somewhere, you know, the work was stagnating and um, I said, you know, I think maybe I should kind of now do a film. So mm. this was in 2009 or 2000 and sorry, eight. And uh, this is like eight, almost five years after I had passed out from FTI. And mm. I... Uh, I Facebook messaged uh, Anurag Kashyap because Anurag Kashyap, I known he'd come for a workshop in our uh, campus and we were Facebook friends and all that. So I, he, we knew each other. And mm. uh, I just Facebook messaged him saying that, you know, if you know of anything happening around you, any film, you know, just if just let me know because you know, I'm kind of reaching a dead, dead end with advertising. I don't mind doing something yeah. else. And five minutes he messaged back saying that I'm doing a film. It's called Happy Ending. Meet me at my office tomorrow at 10. I was a little dumbstruck. I don't know that it really happened. What happened? I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah. That, uh, that girl in yellow boots was called Happy Ending. So, oh, so wow. I did not know what hit me. I, yeah. So it was just, uh, it was just, I think, timing you know, and luck. And, you know, so yeah. I just and, took a leap of faith. Yeah. He took a leap of faith with me, I must say. And then I just uh, ended up in his office next day. And he said, okay, there's this film. He's looking for someone and I should be doing it. I said, okay, great. <laughs> and then there's no looking wow. back after that. This is just <laughs> out of the world. <laughs> I love how this uh, I still have that message. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's something I to keep. That is absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I so... wish I had a story which said, well, I worked hard and I assisted and I did and I'm sorry. It's oh, no, it, 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 there is there is all of that in the background and I love that you know there's also a lot of uh, luck and like serendipity involved in the process and because that's also required yeah. like there is hard work which is like the prerequisite it's there oh, but all of these to, be, to, also... to kind of justify myself he had seen Superman of Malegao and he had also seen my diploma ah. film so I think yeah. I, I think okay yeah. I feel better oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. Even even with that, I, I guess the talent was seen in the film itself. So that is just I amazing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. So the next question is uh by Animesh, and he asks that uh, I have neither been to film school nor I can afford to, but working in an IT firm, I want to enter the film industry. So what are some ways? But I guess we have covered this a bit. Do you have any additions that you would like to no, add? So I would say that, you know, film industry means a big, big, big umbrella of things. So you need to figure out what is it that you are interested in. You know, mm. are you interested in production, sound design, music or direction? So, so you need to be able to. And now there are many, many ways you can kind of access information and understand which is that part of uh, field in film industry that you want to be you know a part of so I think it's a good good way to begin from there to know understand what you want to do if it's editing in particular then I would say you can easily like you know you can start edit writer if you're an IT guy I'm sure like you know very comfortable with softwares and stuff you can find out and you know start it's it's very very simple like you know even kids nowadays are doing it so so yeah. like film industry means many things depends on what yeah. you want to do yeah absolutely so the last question we have is by Kedarnath Gupta and he asks what are the best books that you would recommend on storytelling 
स्टोरी टेलिंग But for me, my all-time fave. There are two books. My all-time favorite books have been. Uh, I, it was, I think, uh, uh, by Walter Murch. I think it's called mm-hmm. Conversations or something. I've forgotten. I'm so sorry. Uh, and there was also a book, um, which is on Alfred Hitchcock, interviewed by Francois Truffaut. These are two of my favorite books, which you know, it it gives you a very in-depth and very uh good perspective on filmmaking in general. so mm. i would recommend two books um uh, thoroughly for anybody who wants to do anything to even like as a good read even if you don't want to become a film uh, editor or, or you don't want to become a filmmaker these are lovely books uh, to read yeah okay okay that's interesting and i guess this also it's a good segue for the next segment as well <laughs> and i say that because the last segment that we have is something we ask all our guests and it consists of two questions so i'll break it down for you so the first question sure. i guess you answered already but it's a two like even that has a <laughs> two parts to it so i guess you can ask answer the second one so it basically is that uh, we are all inspired by books and movies so what are some books or movies that changed your life so i guess we have covered the books part uh, what are some movies that you think that changed your life what are some of the movies no can i answer some of the books that changed my life definitely so see the thing is you know i mean i i like to sound very cool by recommending all these books but these are books <laughs> purely for film study you know yeah. and uh, but but change my life in the sense like in a very strange way i would say and this doesn't sound very intellectual please apologize it doesn't sound sure. very cool what i'm saying now but i'm being very honest here uh, yeah. you know when i was in college i used to do a lot of reading i used to do a lot of this john grisham kind of books and all these mm-hmm. you know uh, what the archer kind of books all the, that was only one thing books i was exposed to i didn't start reading rushdie and uh, the likes much later i mean you know kafka and <laughs> okay. all happened much because that's the I mean, I, we, a regular college student did not know all this yeah. only when you enter yeah. film school you are bombarded with these people so anyway so i was uh, heavily reading um, um i think i think one book really affected me a lot was um, uh, gone with the wind and there was also uh, and i saw the movie after that you know so the relationship between a movie a bit between a book and a movie was mm. i think i discovered that with gone with the wind you know it was just yeah. as you had imagined it and also i think godfather for sure i read the book first and then i saw the movie and i was spellbound because you know that's the relationship yeah. then you start for start coming interested in films and yes. uh, so these are two books i think really changed my life when it came to films you know mm. it's it's incredible like you read a book and you see a movie and that yeah. movie just justify be the way the book has been written so yeah yeah oh, that's <laughs> so then the uh, a controversial follow up to that question uh, is that uh, would you prefer a book or the movie i would definitely prefer the book but unfortunately over the years i think i've lost patience to um i any any i even you you must have uh, you know uh you mean for these two examples no just in general because oh. there's like a huge debate in oh. internet where it's like oh no the book is not even it's like more detailed but the movie is like better and all of that so <laughs> just adding fuel to that fire right now <laughs> no no i would definitely prefer the books i wish i had yeah. i had uh, 
I'm kind of trying to regain my patience towards books now because somehow it's just become so like my patience levels have gone down. My attention span okay. has gone down as is with everyone, I'm guessing. But yeah. uh, definitely over uh, the thrill of kind of, you know, coming to that point yeah. and the plot twist the page as opposed to seeing it on screen is much more than yeah oh, that's that's very interesting um yeah so the second question that we have in the segment is what is the best mistake that you've made in your life that had a very positive impact so like when you made the mistake you were like oh no but then it eventually resulted in something very good this is a very nice question what is the best mistake yeah i made in life hmm Okay, I have to think about this. What was the mistake that I made in my life? Uh, you can take your time. As much yeah, as yeah. You. Very, very, very interesting question. My whole <laughs> life is flashing in front of me now. <laughs> what is the mistake? Uh, I don't know if it's a mistake. Uh, but you know, I had once gone, I was looking for work, right? And mm. um, and once I think I got called for an interview by a particular uh, what do you call studio called Prime Focus, mm. and okay. um, they offered me a job as a junior colorist or a, a grade a film grader mm-hmm. and some kind of you know what do you call no. Junior editor, and I think I wasn't very happy with it because you know I was looking for something more, and mm. I remember I came out crying very like badly because I wanted a job so badly, and um, so uh, it's not yeah. a mistake, but I'm glad I didn't do it because then that would have been a completely different. Uh, I didn't take it up because that would have been a completely yeah, yeah. different career. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. More like a choice that I didn't make, which led to, you know, something good. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's the whole yeah. another trajectory that it should have taken. But yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's, I think the choice that I made and also I think the time when um, oh, I uh, wrote the uh, exam, the film school exam, which was completely unplanned. You okay. know, so yeah. and many choices now that you're asking me the choice not to go do a particular, you know, mass communication course. I didn't do it. Uh-huh. I made the choice not to do it. Not because I had something better, but I just didn't do it. So these, yeah. thankfully, didn't those things, yeah. which would have been a completely different life yeah. altogether. Yeah, absolutely. But thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking to us about all of these things. It's very interesting to get your perspective as well. And thank you so much for joining. This is the end of the episode. We'll not keep you waiting for longer. And thank oh, you so no, much. I'm thank so, you so sorry much. about yesterday. They just... <laughs> oh no not at all this is there's nothing you could have done so it's perfect that it, that even with the challenges the way it happened is perfect super super thank you for having me thank you for thank the you, questions, so questions. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to make it a bit more interesting than your usual question answers but yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I hope i got somewhere <laughs> that's it but yeah no it was fun i hope i hope i, mean, I had fun thank you so much thank you thank you i had the time of my life thank you so much this is <laughs> perfect so thank you and thank you uh have a good evening and have a great week ahead bye you too bye bye, bye.